0: that map. that <laughs> Well, that's how we're starting the show. That's Mike. <laughs> Wait, that is how we're going to we're going to keep that. <laughs> Let's do fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Well, this is the Creatively <laughs> Challenged Podcast for Monday, April 30th, 2018. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, w- I want to keep it so
0: <laughs> Mike And Mike already started the show. That's Mike Stuglis. I'm Danny Stewart of the Creatively Challenged Podcast. Mike, how are you today? We screw up that intro so much. Well, we're just rambling things together yeah. every week.
1: I kind of like that, because it just gets all the, it
0: gets all the it shakes the us stupid up stupid shit bit. out yeah. immediately. Yeah. Well, not all of it. Well, yeah. We've got some stupid shit saved for all occasions. Yeah. But... Uh, what, what, did,
1: did you intro us like what we are and no. that yet? Yeah, I'm kind of lost. I was gonna, well, I was gonna hear how you were first. I'm good. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Uh, so that's, oh, we, uh, I, although I really already want to go back and see Infinity War. I think I might go tomorrow.
0: I was gonna, gonna go like night, Tuesday, maybe. depending yeah, on maybe. how my, uh, my homework looks like. Yeah. Because finals are coming up, got a got some papers I have to write. One of the papers I have to write is about Empire Strikes Back. That shouldn't be too bad, but it's still like you know a paper. I yeah. have to take it seriously, sit down and do it. So, of course, you know it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I wish I could write a paper on this movie, but that'd be spoilers. It it would be, and I wouldn't be able to pause the movie and like analyze scenes. Not yet, right? Infinity War is great. We're gonna to get to that later, but uh, here a creatively challenge where you're a movie review podcast. If you're uninitiated, I mean this is episode sixty-one of our show. Um, if you're new, welcome. If you're not, you know we're sitting here doing movie reviews and random topics at a thirty-four dollar card table every week. So later in this episode, we're gonna review Avengers: Infinity War. We have a lot of things to say about that. I hope you listen to our last episode. Breaking down what has happened in the Marvel Universe before this film. Uh, and if not, go Check ahead out. and do that before you go and see this amazing movie. But we'll get into that later. For right now, let's roll into the news. So the first topic, we got a couple of topics here. The first topic of our news today, uh, something Marvel related, but on the other side of Marvel, the side of Marvel that still exists in another studio's company that isn't Walt Disney, We've got a Venom trailer. Now, we've, uh, we have we we talked about the first teaser trailer from Venom a couple, uh, a couple months ago, maybe. A couple weeks. Something like that. Yeah. It wasn't good. Well, that one wasn't good, and to continue the trend, this one wasn't good either. This movie looks terrible. Judging by the new Venom trailer, where we get some more dialogue from Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock, uh, a journalist in the Marvel Universe that is taken over by a symbiote, an alien species, that turns him into the creature Venom. Now, in this trailer, we get to see Eddie Brock's transformation into Venom, and that's the very last shot of the trailer, and that's the best part of it. Mike, here's the thing. Tom Hardy really looks like he's shooing it in for this one. It looks like a cash grab even though he's like been to Comic Cons and is promising fans that it'll be good, this movie does not look good, um, and there are a lot of like comic book sides of things that makes this not look good. I mean, just in the story of Venom that I already don't like uh, about this movie because Spider Man it just isn't involved and Spider Man has to be Venom exists because of Spider man exactly exactly so. There are a lot of things there that I'm pissed about, but as a moviegoer, I can't be pissed about those things. But just overall, I mean, Tom Hardy just doesn't seem believable in this role at all. And for how great of an actor he is, like, it just doesn't seem like the right fit almost. He's
1: not a journalist. Mm -mm. I mean, Eddie, the character Eddie Brock is a journalist, but Tom Hardy, that's like the last thing I'd buy him as. Yeah. There's a million other things he could play in a journalist. Well, I'm sure he could play it, but it's just not believable. And the director of this movie previously did Zombieland, which is a fantastic movie. It's a dark comedy. And he looks like he's going with the same tone for this movie. But Tom Hardy isn't really a comedic actor. He has funny one-liners in Inception, but like they look like they're going for like a funny split personalities thing, and it—that's what I hated about the trailer. Yeah. It didn't look like it's working. Where he's like has this like super corny evil voice talking to him. And I'm like this is not. Yeah. This is not. It doesn't look like it's gonna work. I will say there is still potential. One because the Shirk. shirt looks we cool, don't, and we don't know. We don't know. It's just a trailer. And the whole th- thing when he becomes Venom. That whole chase segment of him on the motorcycle, that looks like it's all one sequence. So it's totally possible that there's a bunch of movie after it and it's all really good after that. But other than that, the plot right now looks really generic. Especially with Riz Riz Ahmed, he looks like the typical bad guy of I'm researching things because I want to advance society oh no uh, it's like he, he wants to he he wants to find the next being or something to like combine yeah. the and human like that
0: that doesn't mean and here's the other thing about Riz Ahmed's character you know he's the bad character because Tom Hardy in his investigative reporting skills tells Michelle Williams who Eddie Brock is dating in this he's movie he goes you're person. working for a bad person and really, the audio for this trailer is cut terribly too. It's, it sounds then, like none of the dialogue, all the dialogues like mashed from different sentences. Yeah. like Tom Hardy's asking Rizzo a medic question and he's just like, so you you're testing on humans. It's look it's like sounds like it just got randomly yeah. chopped and cut together. It, yeah, it just oh man. doesn't look good. No. And I, I keep saying
1: this. Tom Hardy delivered one of like the best comic book villain performances ever playing as playing bane yeah and he could have easily been cast as i keep saying i would have loved to see him play dr doom in the mcu or just any or bullseye but some other type of villain because he would just fit so well and venom is an anti they're presenting him as an anti-hero in this film and maybe he does turn into one eventually but right now i'm just i'm not seeing it I hope we're proven wrong because I love Tom Hardy and the cast for this movie is good, but it just looks corny. That's the one word that keeps coming to my head. It just looks
0: corny. And, I mean, some Marvel movies like Ant-Man and a lot of the, Marvel, the Avengers films, like, just... They do corny comedy well, you know, to where it doesn't feel corny, but it's still corny comedy. And... Since this is a Sony Marvel movie, and they're trying to hold on to whatever Spider-Man property they have left, even though they don't have the titular character, they're trying to make it more like a Marvel Avengers Disney that, yes, movie. Yeah. And they shouldn't do that, because no. that's not who they are. But to try and <clears throat> make all the Marvel movies and characters relatable, they're trying to make this Venom movie like a comedy action avengers wannabe movie and i just from from two trailers so far it looks like it's going to fail at doing that
1: there's a rumor of tom holland being around set or something i really wonder let's let's just say this movie ends up being successful and then i'm like all in for them transferring tom hardy's venom to the mcu like if this movie works then hell yeah it could be awesome i mean at the
0: beginning of the trailer, <clears throat> there's a truck that crashed, and it looks to be that there are webs around the truck, but closer analysis shows that those are just ropes or, oh, okay. or something, so something that I thought was webs was not, so I don't know if Spider-Man's going to be involved in this. It also takes place in San Francisco, and Spider-Man, oh, Spider-Man lives a, in New York, that's a good point. so I don't think Spider-Man's going to be involved, but who knows? Who knows? You know, we don't. So we'll just have to wait and see. You'd never want to judge a movie by its trailer, whether the trailer's good or bad. You never want to judge the whole movie off of a good or bad trailer. No, and all of this is speculation. Right. But, I mean, as of right now, the poorly cut together Venom, as well as the, the scenes that we get of Tom Hardy, who's a great actor, this Venom movie does not look good.
1: No. But, again, we'll see. comes out in October. Yeah. Whoo. Whew. Next one's Deadpool. I'm more excited for that. Yeah, Deadpool's so, a
0: couple weeks away.
1: Our second and last piece of news this week, because there just wasn't a whole lot of news this week, is about the John Wick Chapter Three synopsis. And if you haven't seen the first two, I highly suggest you do.
0: Considering Spoil- we've we've referenced spoiler warning. Yeah, we've yeah. referenced John Wick a ton last week when we we're talking about the 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 hospital thing. Yeah, the Jodie Foster movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So in an interview with Collider, they revealed the synopsis for John Wick Chapter 3, and it is about, John Wick is on the run for two reasons. He's being hunted for a global $14 million open contract on his life, and for and for breaking a central rule, taking a life on continental hotel grounds. And for those of you who don't remember what that is, it's when he shot the... Spanish guy in the fucking head after at the end of, and he got excommunicadoed. That's what happened. The victim was a member of the high table who ordered the open contract. John should have already been executed, except the Continental's manager, Winston, has given him a one hour grace period before he's excommunicado membership revoked, banned from all services and cut off from other members. And this is where it gets interesting. John uses the service industry to stay alive as he fights and kills his way out of New York City. All of that preamble we already knew, but the service industry thing sounds exactly what the what this John Wick series is all about. Yeah. And that's just hiding
0: in plain sight. Now, do you the way John Wick chapter 2 ended was awesome? Those two movies are great. If you haven't seen them, go watch them. But we knew John was going to be on the run. But now we see he has a lot of allies. I mean, the fact that he was, you know, he was allied with Winston is the only reason he's getting an hour grace period. Yes. Because Winston proved to him that he could have died very quickly at the end of John Wick Chapter 2. But out of respect, he let him live. Yeah. Do you think in this third film, like, some of John's old allies will, like, help him out with weapons? Or do you think everybody's against him?
1: I I think he's going to get some help. What? I'm trying to think, though. Remember the car guy? it's going to take place. uh, Yeah. I think Lawrence Fishburne will be back. He was a bit... I kind of wish he was in Chapter 2 more, but I think they were hinting at him being a bigger role. Yeah. He's like the king of the hobos. So I think he'll be an underground help. And what was the... uh, the car guy, yeah. John Leguizamo will be back. He's very cool. And I'm trying to think of if there's one more. Off the top of my head, I'm struggling. Common will probably be back. Yeah. yeah Common, that's what I was thinking mm. of. He'll probably be back. But he
0: wasn't an ally. They fought each other.
1: But they kind of like made amends at the end because John was like, don't remove that knife because you will die. Yeah. So I think he might, he might help him out. But yeah, John's definitely going to get help from allies in this movie. And it's going to be cool. To see the service industry being used, just yeah. another wacky thing that makes these movies awesome. So, like,
0: maybe like a uh, like an equalizer type thing where John's, instead of using guns and and stuff like that, he's using, like, well, he, pow- power tools. And, yeah, he used a pencil in the last one. Yeah, like that could like that could be cool. I mean, just throwing up the plot because. You know, this is this was definitely a shakeup and the fact that the, these stories are so like in depth and they're they're self-aware of their own universe and they know the rules. I, I think the, the filmmakers of of this whole John Wick franchise knows what they're doing and you know the, this this third one will be just as good as the other two, if not better. So. Yeah. and this
1: comes out in 2019. So I'm assuming that they'll probably wrap the John Wick movies and then start on the TV show. And I, I think the TV show sounds awesome. I, I really do. That that's so cool that they're expanding this and they're doing it like Game of Thrones esque with so many different storylines and they just created such a rich world out of really when the first John Wick came out, I remember seeing the trailer and I'm like, that looks fucking terrible. Yeah. Because I'm like, Keanu Reeves in an action movie or yeah. like what yeah, just it just didn't look
0: good. And I was so wrong. John Wick has bought, brought uh, Keanu Reeves back. I mean, I his so. character John Wick is the final skin you unlock in Fortnite now. <laughs> like John Wick is the epitome of Fortnite skill uh, in, in 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 Fortnite's current like online season. Yeah. So clearly, the movie has had an effect on a lot of people. And uh, John Wick is just a ultimate badass. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: So. It's going to be good. We get, we'll we have some, uh, I'm assuming, more news coming forward on future casting and stuff like that. But right now, they just revealed the synopsis, and I think they're going to probably start shooting soon. So,
0: yeah.
1: it's going to be dope. And, do you want to take us into our... Recurring segment. segment? Yeah. Yep.
0: So, that was the news. Uh, let us know what you think about those two. If you checked out the Venom trailer, or if you have some thoughts on uh, John Wick Chapter 3, uh, please let us know and you know, comment and whatnot, but let's move into the recurring segment, these, uh, uh, we've recurred once again, we're doing, uh, top fives this week, we're restarting our recurring segment cycle, and since this, this episode, once again, we're gonna have back-to-back Marvel-heavy episodes, um, kind of have to, again, we'll get into the Infinity War review after this segment, but we gotta be Marvel-heavy, um, jeez, so, this, this top five we're doing is top five MCU characters. So, either villains or heroes uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that Disney Studios and Marvel Studios put together starting ten years ago with Iron Man in 2008. Yes. So, your top five characters in these ten years of Marvel Studios. My top five was wrapped until we saw a
1: certain movie this weekend, and it changed. Same. <laughs> um, but uh, do you want me to start? Yeah. So I I, I need honorable mentions. I they're, they're required because there's so many goddamn good MCU characters, yeah. and it pains me to leave these characters out. Hawkeye, played by Jeremy Renner, is left out. Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, who is j- d- re-watching... Uh, Age of Ultron, The First Avengers, and uh, Civil War, Winter Soldier, whatever. She's so fucking cool, and we know so little about her backstory. Mm-hmm. So I need to give her a shout out. T'Challa, played by uh, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. He's fantastic. And my one that just missed was Thor. Mm. So they all needed shout outs. Thor, especially in this movie's dick is ginormous. Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll leave that for, yeah. a, for review. My number five. Is a character who started as a villain and has now redeemed himself into somewhat of a anti-hero or dare I say hero is Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston. Regardless of what people say about the first Thor movie and Thor The Dark World, Tom Hiddleston made both those movies watchable because he's so charismatic on screen mm-hmm. before Thanos... Well, before Killmonger. He was the best MCU villain. He just he he's all he's always scheme and he's always after something, and he's just so he's so likable but so disgusting at the same time. And and at by the end of Thor Ragnarok, Loki's a good guy. Yeah. So yeah, he's my number five because his arc is pretty outstanding. And his he also has Great chemistry with whoever he's on screen with. Yeah. Mainly him and Chris Hemsworth, but there's a lot of actors, and Tom Hiddleston has done so much
0: with that character. I mean, those two, they have this incredible brother dynamic, and even though Loki's done some scheming, horrible, bad shit plans, and even almost brought the world to destruction in the first Avengers, like... Thor still calls him brother and I, yeah. and that you know and that and I think that's great they, their dynamic has really grown uh, since the first Thor in 2009 so that's 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 awesome mm-hmm. and he made those reindeer antlers awesome yeah right <laughs> I mean those were a stupid comic book like helmet thing and and I like that they brought that element to the films because a lot of like the older looking designs of characters from comic books just look really stupid if they were brought into like the modern day yeah. like comic book movie, but Loki pulled it off and and that's and that's great. Yes, hundred percent. They even brought out one of one of my favorite lines in the in the MCU so far from the first Avengers is <laughs> uh, Tony Stark flying into Germany to help out Cap capture Loki and he goes. Make a move for into your games, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he puts his hands up, and he goes, "Smart move." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Is that a is that a, for Loki for you? Yeah, that was my number five. All right. Um, like you, I mean, there's so many. There are so many good ones. There's ones I didn't even mention that I feel horrible for right. not mentioning. And I'd say, like, if I struggled, I I I struggled. I'd say Black Widow, uh, Doctor Strange, Ooh, Thor. Yeah. And uh, Loki are probably the four that could just have missed. made it onto yeah. this list, and they just missed it. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I jo- I enjoy a lot more than that. But yeah, Black Widow, Strange, Thor, and Loki didn't make my top five. But they're, Strange, right in a, there. Strange could in like in the future. Yeah, I yeah. mean, his role in in Infinity War really helped him make my my really close. Um, mentions. I mean, I love the Doctor Strange movie, but like his role in Infinity War is great. Um, and even his cameo in uh, Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. It's, he's a great character. Uh, but my number five, um a brand new character. Uh, well, in terms of development and everything like that, my number five is Thanos. Um, I, I want to save as much of this conversation for our, our movie review as possible. But let me say this. He jumped over. In this past year, we've had like the minus Loki. We've had the best MCU villains for sure within the last ten years of the MCU. um, In Hela and Ego and 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 uh, Vulture, Thanos is now the best Marvel villain. And, um, I'll get more into it in the review uh, when we talk about Thanos. I mean, they're for someone they introduced in 2012 in a post-credit scene, the way they built him up and now in Infinity War, the way they, they have now turned him into the main character, the main villain he's not just the i want to destroy the world because i'm a bad guy there's he's so much <laughs> there's so much depth to this character and we saw that in infinity war and he is a huge reason why infinity war is amazing but i'll get more into thanos into in our yeah. Review of Infinity War, but Thanos is my number five for favorite MCU characters.
1: You know, I'm going to I i, I pro- people are probably going to be like, oh, you're fanboying out. And no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Like, no, no. I'm speaking in terms of what I'm about to say. Oh. This is another instance where I think motion capture is heavily, heavily overlooked. Because as we've seen with Andy Serkis time and again playing Caesar, Gollum, or... You know, we've had a ton of great motion capture performances. They're going to be constantly overlooked by the Academy Awards. And I don't care what anyone says. Like, Josh Brolin deserves a look. Yeah. Because he he shows a lot of sides of a character in this movie. He's not just, I'm going to destroy the world. He he is a fully realized character. So, I mean, but he's going to appear on my list at some point. So, but yeah, great pick. My number four is Steve Rogers, Captain America. I mean... I mean, come on, he's, he's, he's been through thick and thin. He's the leader of the Avengers. He's not only just a, like a great represent representation for humanity, but they also find ways to make him flawed, especially in civil war when he chooses his best friend over the world. Mm-hmm. And, but you further understand him. And I just think that he has been, been the him and Tony Stark have been the bedrock of Marvel forever and they're not where they're at if it's not for Captain America he's such a badass and Mm -hmm. he's just he's everything you want in a leader and I just think he's not only a great character but just a good role model
0: yeah um my number four is uh Sam Wilson Falcon oh Uh, yeah so this one would probably be a surprising one, and I was even surprised myself, but when I was thinking about my favorite characters, honestly, Anthony Mackie's portrayal of Falcon has grown into one of my favorite superheroes, and he's only been a side character, and that's what he'll continue to be, but when he first came in, uh Captain America Winter Soldier, which is now my second favorite Marvel movie... um like, he is such a great dynamic to it because he's got the human aspect. Him and Cap are fought in wars 50 years apart, 60 years apart, but they understand each other. Yeah. They're at the same level. And, like, when falcon's first introduced like he you know he he cracks great one-liners but like he becomes such a great ally for the avengers and cap and by the time and in, in he makes a cameo in ant-man and he's great in that and like ant-man and him fight at the avengers facility and he's great and then in civil war like falcon's put to another level like there's there's depth to him he's He's one of the main characters in that movie and he's definitely one of the main characters like him and him and roadie have have this kind of thing going on and he he's the one who talks to uh tony at the end of that movie to let him know where where cap is so and then in this movie infinity war like you know, despite all of the characters that are on screen, I mean, everybody gets screen time, but everybody also gets limited screen time because they have to give a majority of the screen time to Thanos. I'm rooting for Falcon in the, in a lot of those scenes. You know, like I think just the way he's written and the way he's portrayed by Anthony Mackey, he's turned into one of my favorite characters. Obviously, jumps into my top five. I just love Falcon.
1: Yeah, him or Rhodey are the biggest bros in the MCU. Yeah. You know, they're not the main guys, but they're so
0: goddamn reliable. Well, and I think th- Falcon isn't Falcon without Anthony Mackey. And the way he, like, conducts yeah. himself, like, in his interviews and everything like that, just everything to do with Marvel, he's so in love with the character and so in love with the yeah. fans and everything like that. He's great.
1: Go back to his 2014 interview on uh, Conan when, in, when Winter Soldier was coming out. And you could just, the excitement that he had with him. You could, he's one of those guys that's just a great advocate for the MCU. I mean, he's hes on there, and he's like, Guys, I have gone my entire career with just being in movies, and when I was filming this movie, I felt like I was in something that mattered. And Conan's like, <laughs> yeah. You made it! He's like, Yeah, I made it. This movie's fantastic. Yeah. And he's ever since
0: just been a big spokes- for his, spokesperson for the MCU, and yeah, he is great. Well, and... I mean, Black Panther's amazing. I mean, you can hear our review of Black Panther a couple months ago. But one of the things I saw, like, after Black Panther came out and it received all of the the positive reaction that it did, like, people, like, did we not forget that the MCU had black superheroes before T'Challa and, like, you know, there was a focus on, like, Rhodey and Falcon? And it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, T'Challa's T'Challa and Black Panther's awesome, but, like, Falcon and Rhodey, like, they're great, too. Yeah,
1: 100%. Uh, my number three is Thanos mm. who's your number five uh he he cut right into the middle of my list because whew, my god the payoff of this character we'll yeah. leave it for the review but not only a not only a menacing president a presence but also a quite a tragic character as well yeah. and yeah my god so right, uh, we already talked we, yeah. and we're gonna keep talking about him because it's his movie
0: yeah. All right, my number three is Captain America, Steve Rogers. He'd be my number two if, if another character wasn't introduced within the last year or so that uh, finally got put into the Marvel Universe. But um, Captain America is the epitome of, of, <laughs> of, of, you know, goodness. And, you know, a lot of the Marvel characters have conflict within them. They have good and they have bad moments. Steve Rogers is constantly doing the right thing. Now his inner conflict is, you know, his boyhood friendship with with Bucky Barnes and being Captain America, like doing the right thing, and I love that. He in some places he hesitates to even do the right thing to um, save his best friend when every other time he's sacrificing himself right. to try and help other people, and in. Three solo movies, and being like the main character of the Avengers movies, like Steve Rogers has been an amazing character. You see you see his trials and tribulations, we've seen the beginning of him, and his story is just so great, because he stayed the same. And Chris Evans' portrayal of him is so consistent, it gave the character life. Captain America is obviously like, you know, one of the most iconic comic book characters of all time. And Chris Evans coming off of two performances as the Human Torch in Human Torch is one of my all time favorite comic book heroes, but he's not in like this big MCU. Um, But Human Torch is, is great. And to see Chris Evans in that role was awesome. But then when they cast him as Captain America, I was worried. Well, I remember when I first saw it, I was just like, "Oh no, like he was already Human Torch. What are they doing? Like how good can this guy be?" And then from that first film to now, like Cap is just the man. And yeah. everything he does, like his movies get political and he's able to stand the ground of being matching what the comic book character is supposed to be and bringing it to like modern fruition he he's he's just great yeah. love captain america he's in my top three
1: my number two is uh tony stank uh-huh. iron man yeah there is no mcu if it's not for robert downey jr and iron man just whether he's in the suit or out of it he's just so goddamn charismatic and it's it's really the role of a lifetime that robert downey jr. has pulled off and he's I've been saying it for a while. I really think he's going to play this role until the MCU is gone. I think he's going to turn into Nick Fury and just maybe he puts the suit away one day finally. Mm -hmm. And he finally does settle down with Pepper. We don't know. But I think if that day does happen, he's still going to be involved. He's just that vital and that important. And what you don't ever hear is people saying... I'm sick of this character. Give it to somebody else because he's you know, so he's great. Good. They find new ways to to write banter with him and other characters, and just make him so refreshing. And he's a character that will never die because of how great Robert Downey Jr. is in the role. And he's to where Cap is the leader. It's just. Like, Iron Man brings something else out. He's the fucking wild card, man. You don't know what yeah. he's gonna... He's, you don't know what he's gonna do. He's awesome.
0: Well, I I love... And he
1: he does not fuck around. He beats
0: everybody up. No. I, I love that in Age of Ultron, like, they're... they're <laughs> it's like a scene. It's like um Tony and, and Cap are in the Quinjet. And, like, somebody asks, like, oh, who's the boss around here? And... And Tony goes, "Well, I built all of this and and all of this technology. I'm the smartest person here," um, but he's the captain. He's the, <laughs> I, I like the uh, the
1: um, take when Steve's like, "Take away the suit. What are you billionaire billionaire playboy philanthropist?" And then it just goes to Black, Black Widow,
0: who just shrugs, and he's like, "Yeah, he's cracked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's great." He's, he's on my list, but he's not number two. number number mm. <laughs> <laughs> number uh, Number two for me is Spider Man. Um, Spider Man is like Spider Man is one of my all time favorite superheroes. I mean, like my all time favorite superhero is Batman. I mean, Batman's awesome, but you know he's in DC. But in terms of Marvel, I think my favorite my favorite character of all time is Spider Man. But in terms of the MCU. I had to give him some leniency. He's only been around for for a couple of years now, but Tom Holland's Peter Parker is the best one. His Peter Parker, Spider Man, is he the best the, one.
1: He took people were saying he was the best one after Civil War, where he was in it for about twenty minutes. Yeah, he is amazing. He's yeah, so good.
0: And in those twenty minutes of Civil War, like. You know, he perfectly portrayed a kid from Queens, and for Tom Holland being a British actor, to nail, like, a Queens, New York accent and be, like, Spider-Man yeah. is great, and Robert Downey Jr. always compliments this kid. Like, he he's so proud of what he's done, and then, like, the on-screen um, dynamic between Spider-Man and Iron Man is great. It's like father and son, and... You know, half of that is Iron Man, but the other half is Spider-Man. And every time they're on screen together, it's great. Throughout Spider-Man Homecoming, like, you see Iron Man kind of be like like a neglectful father in that yeah. situation. But Peter Powers through, he's a great character. Spider-Man, like, there's so much history behind the character, but this new leaf, this Tom Holland performance is all-time best one in in a film, unfortunately. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, but... but Tom Holland's perfected the comic book version of Spider-Man. He's great and absolutely love him.
1: He's the only character to... You know, Tony, whether he's losing an argument or not, doesn't give up. Like, he loses arguments to spider-man like acknowledges that he loses the yeah. the argument he's like oh good point yeah like that doesn't happen with
0: anybody else well because the great thing like peter parker is like a, a, a like a super genius and yeah. he's but he's just a kid so like you know it's just like oh that's a kid but you got to take his 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 thoughts into account because he's really smart and he built the the web shooters and his and a lot of his like technology i mean before uh, Tony Stark helped him out. Like he built the Spider-Man suit and he built those web shooters and he built the webs inside of it. Like by himself, he's yeah. he's a really smart kid and and I like that Tony being like the smartest person in in the world almost is like you know giving Peter that credit is 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 great.
1: Yeah, he's he's phenomenal and the only reason he I didn't even mention him is because of the I, I'm gonna say lack of screen time. Yeah, even. But that it just comes back to there's so many great characters, but he's he's so fantastic. Well, and
0: and Spider Man I really, really, really can't get into Spider Man and Infinity War. I mean there's that's just huge spoiler territory. But in Infinity War, Tom Holland, like, his acting is incredible. Like to further advance the Spider Man storyline uh, dude he's I, like a couple years he, older than us he's awesome uh, uh, he's he's great and spider-man's great in infinity war so uh yeah spider-man my number two so my number
1: one and this does not surprise anybody if they know me is peter quill's star lord i have always said that probably after guardians two well so last year I only I've only needed a couple performances out of Quill because he is so similar to my all time favorite character, which is Han Solo. I love the reckless space cowboy and he's 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 not Han he's not Han Solo to the point where he stands by himself and you think of Ultimate Space Cowboys, you think of both of them. And this is what Peter Quill does in the first five minutes of meeting him in the first Guardians. He sings and dances to come and get your love. Steals an infinity stone, kills a couple of goons, escapes in his plane, escapes in his spacecraft. Inside his spacecraft is a whore that he had sex with the night before, whom he forgot the name of. Yeah. And then Yandu calls him and he tells Yandu to shove it. I love Peter Quill so much. Yeah, he's, he's great. He is such a fucking degenerate. It's not even funny. And he. In Infinity War is one he stood out. I mean, he's one of the people that they gave an opportunity to shine, and they gave him a lot of characterization. And he shows once again that he's flawed at a couple points throughout the movie. But I love Quill so much, and Chris Pratt is the only person who can play
0: him. Let's back up to 2014. The Guardians of the Galaxy are such an obscure group Mm -hmm. in the Marvel, in all of Marvel comics. The first five minutes of that movie to introduce Star Lord the way they did set the tone for what that film and what that team grew to be, and there was no what better way to do it than with with uh, Peter Quill portrayed yeah. by Chris Pratt and and like it, Guardians of the Galaxy has grown to be so big and they played such a big role in Infinity War. I'm glad that they did, and they wouldn't have happened if it weren't for Star Lord. Yeah, he's he's a great character.
1: Yeah, he he not only is just like funny and quirky and is a good shit talker. Like they also prove multiple times that he's like a fearless warrior as well, and he like holds his own. Like he's he's yeah. Like him and Rocket joke about who's the leader of the Guardians. Like Quill is the leader. He's yeah. He's a natural leader. He's a, he's the man. And yeah, I just I just love everything about that
0: character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Some of the banter between him and Iron Man and Spider Man and Doctor Strange is is great. <laughs> it's, it's real good. Yeah, in uh, Infinity War, he he definitely stands out in, in Infinity War, and he has some great parts. All right, my number one, uh, kind of like you with a no surprise, but Iron Man, yeah. and we already we already talked about Iron Man a little bit, but I mean like I love this character so much, and. Ten years ago, when this whole thing started, you've got Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and for someone who struggled in their career, like off big off time, the screen, yeah. big time, Robert Downey Jr. struggled, and this role brought him back, and now he's going to go down in in like Hollywood history as like one of the most loved people ever. Oh yeah, because he's taken this on, and he's been the face of this Marvel universe for the last ten years, and I want him to continue to be. The way he's been the fans, the way he does the roles, the way he does his cameos, it's its great. Everybody loves this guy, and he brings that to the screen. Anytime Iron Man's on screen, it's life. There's there's charisma, there's jokes, there's, there's quick wit, there's so much to Iron Man. He's such a complex character, and Robert Downey Jr. is just the epitome of MCU heroes. And he's got a huge role in Infinity War. It, and it all and it all started with with Iron Man, and it, it's been it's been a great ten years of of Tony Stark, and he like Robert Downey Jr. I don't I don't see anybody else ever being in an Iron Man suit. I mean, there's Rhodey in the War Machine suit, but yeah. like, just like Hugh Jackman is 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 Wolverine, Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man, and yeah. and like I almost like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man more than. Hugh Jackman's I can, I can get yeah. behind it. Yeah, it's yeah. a totally fair argument. He, he's just the face of Marvel. He's great. Love Robert Downey Jr. Everything he's done. There wouldn't be an MCU without Iron Man, so he's my number one. The my inter- favorite Avenger.
1: The interaction between him and a particular character at the end of Infinity War sent chills down my spine, and I was just like, oh, my God. I
0: well just that. <laughs> just leave
1: it at that, but I was just like talk of talk about two fucking
0: powerful and in, in the in
1: ideological the, individuals.
0: In the two occasions where I cried during this film. And I I did I did shed tears for this movie and I'll get more into it in in a few minutes when we get in more in depth into our review of Avengers Infinity War. Tears were shed and in out of like a beautiful like, you know, just, I mean, this film was, was amazing and there were tears of joy, but there were tears of, 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 of sadness and everything as well. Don't want to say anything about the plot of the film, but like they were for Iron Man and Iron Man was great. I don't want to make it sound like, you know, like things go bad for Iron Man. Like things go bad for a lot of characters. Things, things go bad, go bad for, for characters in this movie. So that's not a spoiler. That's no, known for like the trailer. Thing- things go bad for a lot of people and and when things when things go bad for iron man like i just you know it broke down it was crazy it, to see my favorite avenger like you know like in, in such a high tense moment towards the end of the film it, it it was it was crazy yeah pulled my heartstrings so we should probably move on to the review yeah so that was our top 5 marvel cinematic universe characters If you want to let us know who your top five MCU characters are within the last ten years of Marvel, Disney, Studios, and this whole Avengers universe, let us know in the... Jesus, coffee burps. Uh, If you want to let us know who your top five favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe characters are, let us know in our comments uh, on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and then on iTunes. You can leave us a five-star review because we're five-star men. You can let us know in the comments there. But let's move on from a marvel topic to another marvel topic. Let's get into our review of Avengers I can read it off. Infinity War. I, I I've got it. I just closed out of it on my phone. All right. So, Avengers Infinity War. This film is directed by The Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe, right? Yeah. Anthony and Joe Russo, uh, they directed, before this, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Captain America, Civil War. Two key films in the build-up to this incredible masterpiece that is Infinity War. Um, So the film goes, The Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful titan Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin Puts an end to the universe. This film stars Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Chadwick Boseman, Tom Holland, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, Benedict Cumberbatch, Chris Pratt, and Josh Brolin. And many more. Alongside really so many more. Um, Let's get into the positives of this movie. Mike... What are your positives for... We've both
1: touched upon Thanos already. I don't think we need too much more. He is the definitive villain for the MCU to the point where it's like they probably won't reach these heights again. Because I'm hearing, I think, a couple of unfair criticisms about this movie where people are saying... Well, this movie is, one, they say it's very long, but two, it's it's Thanos-centric in that way you get less focus on the Avengers. You don't need focus on the Avengers because we've already seen all of these characters before, and as long as they serve their purpose in the screen time they have... Then
0: they do their job. And I think the Russo brothers actually did that tenfold. I saw a criticism. I saw a a critic write an article. I didn't read it because I didn't want to give it the time to where the person wrote You shouldn't have to rely on 18 movies. You shouldn't assume that everyone's seen 18 movies before this and you should give time to develop characters in this movie. I'm like, pal, every Marvel movie that has existed so far, even all 18 before this movie, you needed to know what was going on to understand the plot. If you saw Thor Ragnarok a few months ago, you needed to know what happened before that. You saw Black Panther two months ago, and this same critic probably gave Black Panther a perfect score and said how, how groundbreaking it was. You needed to know what happened in all the Marvel movies before Black Panther to understand that story.
1: Yeah. So, hundred percent. So that that's where I stand. Is this movie was very Lord of the Rings esque with how it told its story, but that's in a good way because this movie is an epic as is Lord of the Rings is, and all its stories are so necessary. And I think that's a point what some people are missing because it's just it. It was all needed because you don't want the same interactions between just the guardians. They split up with they split the guardians up with a couple different characters, and it works really well because that's what the Avengers is for. It's meant to see all these characters from different movies blend together. I thought that was done perfectly. Yeah. Back to Thanos. Thanos is 100% an antagonist because of what he wants to do and how awful it is, and how and how. And how far, how radical his thinking is. But the point is, and our friend Clint said it last night is, his thought process—it makes sense. It one hundred, it one hundred and ten percent makes right. sense. And he's not a kill-hungry person who's just after power. That's not it. He's a liberator, mm-hmm. and he 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 believes in what he's doing is essential for life across the universe. He thinks what he is doing is going to save the universe. And you know what? It fucking might. That's what I found so crazy about this movie is like, he is correct. Yeah. And that's why he is such a good villain because what he's doing is in his mind, the right thing to do as crazy as it is. So, Th- that uh, how they pulled that off? Because I, cause I w- my one thing I was a little hesitant about going into this movie is I knew he was going to be menacing, but I didn't I didn't know how tragic of a character he was going to be. And they flush out his backstory, they flush out his family life with Gamora, as they hinted at in Guardians, and that's maybe the best thing about the movie. Uh, yeah. Th- so on top of all that, you get great comedic moments, and you get the best superhero action of all time. Mm-hmm. It's not even close. Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movies, as great as they are, they don't have action sequences like this. I mean no. holy fucking shit to see to see certain characters fighting Thanos and seeing like what Thanos is doing and seeing the infinity gauntlet in action is just it's a it's amazing how far these Marvel movies have come and it's just another reminder of what a blessing it is to live in this time and what they can do with technology nowadays because it's breathtaking, and I can't wait for part three. And I've had a couple days to stew on it, and I think this is the maybe not in terms I I think it's the best Marvel movie. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I I do, and I, that's not just fanboying out. I've thought about it. I've broken down all the arcs, and I personally can't find flaws with the movie because everything affected me, and I felt everything was in place. Necessary. So I f- I thought this movie was pretty flawless, and I I think it's the definitive MCU movie, and the Russo brothers delivered on what was almost an impossible task.
0: Right. I I mean I have to watch this movie again like the same amount of times that I've seen The Dark Knight. Because I think it's the
1: best superhero movie since The Dark Knight.
0: It's absolutely the best superhero movie since The Dark Knight, and you know in a few years when i've had the chance to watch it you know uh, like a couple more times like i might say it's better than the dark knight but as of right now the dark knight sitting at my top 2 it, it, sitting in my top 2 of my personal favorite movies of all time so this is a big deal that i'm even like throwing avengers infinity war into that conversation my positives for this movie is literally everything I mean, as fans, as as consumers of, you know, pop culture and, and this whole superhero universe that has been built for 10 years, we had a lot of expectations. We had a lot of wants. We had a lot of guesses. We had a lot of, you know, uh, theories going into this movie. This movie answered some, didn't answer some. It didn't matter. This movie shattered all... All expectations. And whether my predictions were right or wrong, I did not care because this movie did it perfectly. This movie is a a piece of history. Think about how difficult it is to write in as many characters as they did and have it flow and have it be a linear, awesome Mm storyline. The Russo brothers just broke history. This is crazy. Like... Anybody who's ragging on this movie for having it be too jumping around to different characters, I, I don't even know where their mind is. Well, that's what a comic book is.
1: Right? That's what a comic book is.
0: You turn the page and you're somewhere else. Yeah. With different characters. And this movie did that perfectly. But not only did they write in those characters, but they wrote in those characters correctly. The Guardians felt like the Guardians. Iron Man felt like Iron Man. Spider-Man felt like Spider-Man. When all these characters had their own movies and they were able to come together, the fact that they were all in the same movie and it felt like they were their characters and they were all fighting for the same goal is astronomically incredible that the Russo brothers were able to do that. This movie is history. The fact that it did it so well is, is just applause it's a it's a beautiful beautiful film and 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 i mean we've already talked about thanos i mean he jumped into my top five characters in there's 10 years worth of characters yeah. that could have been in the top five and this guy talk about getting shit done right <laughs> after being in, in in a couple of post-credit scenes in a few minutes in the first guardians of the galaxy like a hot, like the fact that he's in the top five of my favorite characters a great villain isn't one that is just, you know, bad. And he's consistently bad. A great villain is one you can sympathize with. A great villain is one you can understand. A great villain matches the heroes and even rises above them for, you know, the ultimate prize. The the, the villain is supposed to challenge the hero and bring out the utmost strength in the hero. And... We talk about the greatest movie villains of all time. You think Darth Vader, you can sympathize with Vader. He has conflict within him. You see the Joker. The Joker is fighting for the same thing Batman is. He's just doing it his own way. Yeah. He's just trying to bring the best out in Batman. Thanos is such a colossal character. He's bringing out the best in like 50 superheroes. <laughs> like, and, and, and other people that are assisting with the Avengers. He's bringing out the best in them. That's... That's... And... And... Josh Brolin's performance... Like... For him to do that so well... To bring the best out of himself... To make Thanos a sympathetic character... He's not just this menacing evil person... You... You kind... I mean... Even though you like... You like hate him... For what he's doing... Because he's the epitome of... Of... Of villain... You understand where he's coming from... You're like... Well shit... He's got a past here, and and we, I mean, we see Thanos sheds tears in this movie, So simil- Similar times. to myself, <laughs> 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 like Thanos sheds tears in this movie more than once. You, like, yeah, there are some great moments between him and Gamora where he find where we see him acting as a father to her, and we knew that Gamora was like his adopted daughter from Guardians, but. This movie gets into him as a character, and it's it's just incredible. I really just could talk for an hour about Thanos, but I can't. You have to go see the movie if you haven't already, and if you've seen the movie, I'd love to discuss with you why <laughs> Thanos is so amazing. But this movie brought me to tears, Mike. It really did. I cried in the theater. The only movie that's ever done that was Toy Story 3. Yeah, it was eight years, nine, eight, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Eight years ago. Like, for me to be so emotionally invested in something is, is just, I mean, just to see all, all my favorite characters and all the other characters that I've grown to love, to see that come to its peak right now and we don't know whether that peak is going to plateau, fall or rise. We don't know what the hell is going to happen after this movie cuz this movie ends on a cliffhanger. Limbo. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck happened. There's so there's just so much crazy, emotional, sad stuff that happens at the end of this movie. I was driven to tears. For something to bring that much out of me, for me to break tears. This movie is just a beautiful masterpiece and it like i'm not this isn't a knee jerk this isn't a knee jerk by me it like i know this i i after after the movie i i've seen several reactions from people but all of them included like 30 minutes of silence after this movie to think about it i've had two days now i had that 30 minutes of silence after i saw the movie I've thought about it. This isn't knee-jerk. This is one of my favorite movies, like, ever. It's certainly the best Marvel movie. Thanos is an incredible villain. And everything about this movie just works. The writing, the heroes, the villain. Everything was amazing, and I loved it. And I don't have any negatives. I really don't. Because I've read negative reviews of this movie to see if I can agree with them, and I don't agree with any of them. It's just from an ideological standpoint of how the movie's
1: structured. Yeah. To where... It, I think people are faulting this movie where – like I, I made the comparison to Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is renowned so greatly because of how many storylines there are and how it juggled and how – I I saw no difference in how this movie no. was structured to Lord of the Rings and I – I just think some people. I just think nowadays there's just so many haters, and this isn't saying this movie has great reviews. Yeah, we're acting kind of like it's getting. That's like, not the case. No, love it's this movie. not. People it, love it, this it's movie. It's
0: been. it's we now need to clo- make that It's clear. now close to two hundred thousand reviews on IMDb, and it's still at a nine point one. Yeah, like people are loving it. Like I mean, this is a very select few that are ragging on it. Like this isn't a divisive movie. 91% of people love this movie if we're going by IMDb standards.
1: Well, it's not 91% of that's, people love it. That's kind of just like... It, well, think about... What's a rating someone likes the movie? Seven? Yeah. Six? So think about it from that stance. Yeah. So mostly everyone's giving it like a nine. Nine
0: or a ten. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I mean, like, th- here's the thing. There are not a lot of people disliking this movie but every single person that i've seen that dislikes it they they dislike it for the same reason they dislike it for the same exact reason which is the jumping around and the lack of development in the avengers even though there are 18 movies before yeah. this one that develops every single one of those characters
1: yeah and it still finds ways to develop the right ones right you know you don't you don't need to develop uh Iron Man um, or
0: Cap. I would even
1: say T'Challa and Okoye in this movie. Yeah. Black Panther came out a month ago. Yeah, so you know they just had their movie. Yes, they're in this movie, but they're not the main characters, and that's what it's supposed to be. Because the Russo brothers came out because everyone's going to Thanos needs to pay off as a villain, and then when he does pay off, and he is the best Marvel villain, there's people are been, complaining. People about want the more Avengers. More it's like Super guys, they said it. this is Thanos's movie. Yeah. So. And it it had to be. And I am with you. I, I do I really don't have any flaws with this movie. I it's I wasn't gonna call it my favorite Marvel movie right after I saw it, but this morning I was ready to say it was, and that was after
0: like three days of seeing it. Yeah. So we're both going five out of five. Yeah. This movie is a five Hands out of five gold me. blooms. And here here's a little Easter egg for you creatively challenged fans. Uh, our, our our friend Ryan, our a former host of, of the Creatively Challenged podcast, he's giving it a five out of five gold blooms as well. Yeah. <laughs> this, this movie's absolutely incredible. We are giving this five out of five gold blooms. It's uh, a, it's a, a movie experience that has never been done before and it really came up to, and and stepped up to the plate and knocked it out of the park with everything about it.
1: You know what I would change about the synopsis is where it says Thanos's uh, blitz and devastation would like put an end to the universe.
0: I'd actually put save the universe. Yeah, that's well. That's so his goal. He, yeah, he he wants to save the universe, but his definition of saving the universe differs from the Avengers. <laughs> A lot of people. Yeah. Where would Jeff Goldblum have fit in this movie? Clearly, he's in the Marvel universe already as the Grand Master. I think he fits in as probably dead <laughs> at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it at that. Don't want to get too much into that, but understand that Thanos' devastation is present in this movie and grand... It's possible. It's yeah. possible the Grandmaster's dead Grandmaster gone. probably is dead. So Jeff Jeff Possibly. Goldblum fits into this movie as dead.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So you heard it here, the Creatively Challenged podcast, Dan and myself, we absolutely love this movie, as do fellow nerds alike, not a single person I have talked to that has seen this movie has disliked it, everybody has said how great it is, and everyone seems to agree that Thanos is the ultimate big bad in the MCU, bring it on Doctor Doom, right, well, you we actually have more of Thanos.
0: Well, any any Marvel movie that follows this one like Thanos is the goal. Any any villain in any movie like has to be ha, like has Thanos to 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 reach for.
1: Yeah. An argument I would respect someone's argument if they would still say they like if they if they got more out of Killmonger. There's a debate there. Yeah. But yeah, I think those guys are, without a doubt, the two best. We can keep talking about this movie, but if we do, we'll eventually spoil something, so I yeah, think we should just
0: we've, stop. Like, we haven't exhausted the conversation on Avengers, because Mike and I could sit here and talk about it, but in terms of this show um our last two episodes have been so avengers heavy and we absolutely love the the infinity war and you know there's just so much to talk about but we don't want to spoil the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it yet so we're going to move on we're just going to stop talking about the avengers we love the movie it brought me to tears mike and i were so incredibly impressed with everything about this movie we gave it five out of five gold let's just leave it at that and stop yeah. talking about it because it, we could just talk about it forever <laughs> So, our main topic has nothing to do with the Avengers, because we we just wanted to... We beat that horse we death. We, yeah. Um, so, we're just going to talk about food, because, you know, whenever we run out of ideas, we <laughs> different topics on the show. <laughs> and everyone can relate to it, it usually goes back to food, and everybody, you know, everybody eats food, so... We decided right before the show that we were going to talk about, like, sides and appetizers, and, like, when those sides turn into... Or appetizers, like, turn into meals or, like, you know, your favorite sides, your favorite appetizers. Yeah, so when you're, like,
1: when you're at a restaurant and they have something under the appetizers, but it could be ordered as a meal itself. Because I think we've all done that. Is it? Did it stop running? No. Um. My
0: my charger fell out of my computer. Oh. No. That's alright. Stand by. No, it's Is that what
1: we're doing? So we're doing, like, the best best appetizers?
0: Yeah, or like sides. Just Like, What's your kind of like go-to side? We'll do both. Yeah. My
1: go-to, Well, number one, I don't like when wings are listed under the appetizers. They're a meal. They're a meal. I guess people, I, I and I have been in the situation where people get them for appetizers and everyone gets some. But you know what that does? That just makes me want to have a whole plate of wings yeah. to myself. So I don't like when they're listed there. But you know what's a great appetizer? Anywhere you go pretzel bites and cheese. Mm. Mm. Those are killer. Those those are those are absolutely killer. My dad has gotten me like really into the pretzels and cheese. Those are those are a great appetizer. But I'm starting to get beef like the uh like I do with wings being listed under appetizers. Onion rings are a side. Oh yeah.
0: I don't like when they're listed under the appetizer. I neither do I. Like like and some people just serve these these giant plates of onion rings as appetizers and like that's all right and i'll get them yeah sure but it's like just smaller versions of onion rings that come with like a beef sandwich or a hot dog or something like that like the onion rings are a side yeah so they're a side but if i'm going i guess we'll just talk about like favorite
1: side because that's what i guess it's getting into depends on the meal it really does if i'm at a bar and grill onion rings and fry usually fries
0: because the Definitely places on fries, I mean, I think our very fries, fri- like burgers, chicken, tenders, yeah, something our, like our our very first episode of this show, we we had the fry debacle, and we I mean, we just decided that fries are the best side. There, everybody loves fries. Like, but they go they go with a lot of things.
1: If we're to take those out of the conversation, I really like uh, mashed potatoes mm. as a side, especially if you have a steak. Yeah. That's
0: always a very good side. Well, I was going to talk about the baked potato because the, yeah, at, steak, at steakhouse, I tend to lean they, towards the mashed they potatoes. They have the baked potato, but some people have baked potatoes as a, as a meal. So like, when does the baked potato turn into a side only at the steakhouse Especially or like, when you start or is it always just like fucking cheese, sour cream and bacon in it? It's like, that's kind of not a side anymore. Yeah. Right. But it's just like, you know, at, uh, I had Texas Roadhouse yesterday and I had a baked potato as my side and. I didn't eat it all. I had a 12-ounce Casey strip steak. <laughs> like, and I'm supposed to eat like a salad and a, and a baked potato alongside of that. And then the fucking the rolls at, at, at Texas Roadhouse. Those things are gross. Talk about a side there. They're That's so unhealthy. Dude, there's rolls in the cinnamon butter. Oh, my God. But... Um, like, yeah, I mean, at that point, I, I mean, I got cheese and sour cream in there. Of course. Like, I, I foregone the bacon bits. Sometimes you I, get scallions. Yeah. I I for I, I forewent the, the, the bacon bits because I was already getting enough beef. Like, <laughs> um, even though bacon's pork. I, I was getting enough meat, okay? I was just getting enough meat there. I was eating a fucking steak. All right, but it's like, the baked potato there, like, it's – that's – that's like a main course if you have all that stuff in yeah. there. Like, that's not a side, but they offer it as a side. Like, that's, <laughs> that's America.
1: <laughs>
0: People, we're also in the
1: day and age where, where salads and soups are being counted as sides. I see them as another appetizer. I, they're just another. Yeah, they come I mean, before the meal. Salads are
0: refreshing. You can get them a soup before can the be meal. a meal though. I, I make that. Oh if, yeah. If you get a if you get a whole bowl. If you get a small and if but you a cup get a small is another cup, appetizer. You get I another think. Another small appetizer. You're warming yourself up. You're you know filling your stomach with something. Yeah. But like some people do get appetizers as sides. Like some restaurants don't even offer. Like some f- restaurants just offer fries yeah. as an appetizer rather than a side. Mm-hmm. Like one of the bars that that uh, we go to frequently, like the thing that I get as a meal a lot there is popcorn chicken. They offer that as a as as a, as a meal and but alongside the popcorn chicken on the appetizer list is is fries. You can't get them together, you have to get them and separate. You, you have to get them separate. I can't get like fries as a side. They just bring me out two appetizers and I'm paying for two appetizers as like my meal. Yeah. and like, you know, it's just like popcorn chicken. Yeah, like that's a shareable thing. That's but I get it as a meal. Similar to wings, you know, like wings are a meal. Like by at, themselves, they're so filling. If they're at a, if they're at a restaurant and they're offered as appetizers, like I'm usually like if it takes like one order or two orders of that appetizer, like if I'm set on wings, I'm gonna get that as my as my entree.
1: I like when wings have their own section where it's like they're almost at the top, yeah, like, like how Legends not, has them. Yeah, so it's, it's not like an appetizer, themselves? it's yeah. not an
0: entree, like they're wings, you yeah. know? It's like you can go all out on them, you can get a few of them and get something else, you know? Yeah. What I really like is to talk about um, Texas Roadhouse again, but like uh, Outback and, and Chili's have them, that blooming Onion. That's good. Like, Gives you the farts, but it's good. Yeah, and that's all, that's, you know... Onion rings are a side, but that Bloomin' Onion is an appetizer because that's a shareable that thing. Is, yes. Everybody's picking at that. They're dipping in the sauce in the middle. It's meant,
1: Yeah, it's meant to be a shareable. There's there's so much out there. Nachos are a good
0: appetizer. Yeah, yeah but nachos can also be a meal. Um, they can. We, that, when, that's a fine line. Yeah, when we got Marg's a couple weeks ago, like I got nachos, but I got chicken nachos, and I put jalapenos on there, and I got a plate of nachos by myself. Spanish restaurant,
1: or uh, Mexican restaurant, usually the nachos have their own section and they're not in the appetizers. That's the correct way to do it. If you're at a bar and grill. Yeah. If you're at a bar and grill though, the nachos belong in the appetizers. Right. Because there's not a huge selection of them. You know, you go to a Mexican Mexican restaurant, they have a thousand different ways you can get it. Right. So, but but it belongs in the appetizers at a bar and grill.
0: Yeah, because that's not like a specialty for them. It's a shareable. It's just, you know, a bunch of fucking chips. Chips and, and cheese. Yeah and whatever else you want to put on there. Um coleslaw counts as a, as That's a side in side in a lot of barbecue restaurants, but if you order coleslaw you're an asshole. They're starting to put coleslaw like on burgers and stuff. I like slaw, but like give me the choice, you know. It's just like usually if it's at like a barbecue restaurant, I'll double up on fries or I'll, you know, get something else like I'll get a corn on the cob and as a side like and like you know, I I, I forego the the um, the slaw. Well,
1: I'll tell you what bothers me when I go to those places. I don't know about those places, just anywhere. And they're like, oh, your whatever comes with fries and coleslaw. Are those sides okay with you? Or no, get any two sides you'd like. I was like, all right, I'll take fries. They're like, what else? I'd be like, oh, like I don't know, like mashed potatoes. And they're like, oh, going heavy on the start. It's like, yeah, bring my fucking food. Yeah. I'm not asking for your judgment. You think I'm going to sit here and eat all that? I'm taking it home. Your job is not to fucking talk about me and my
0: unhealthy eating habits. Oh, you and barbecue restaurants they have mac and cheese as a side too.
1: Well, that's Ma- killer. Mac, and cheese, mac and cheese can, just an can you be treated side. in the soup as well. It can be it's, a it meal. Can be a it meal can be a meal if
0: if you have a big enough portion yeah. of mac and cheese. I had lobster mac and cheese the other night, and your dad—that's w- the king of mac and, and cheese—and uh, your dad, Joe Stuglis, a frequent listener of of um of this podcast. I'm gracious that he paid for my meal. He he was just like Danny. the The lobster mac and cheese is listed as a small plate. You sure you don't want anything else? And I'm like, um. I I was just like I'll think about it, but I'll I'll just start with the lobster mac and cheese. I didn't even finish that that small bowl of lobster mac and cheese. No. It was so rich and filling. Like I mean, there's just lobster and just sloppy just shells and cheese in there, but it was delicious. It was really good. But I mean, just a small little bowl of of lobster mac and cheese. Like I was full. You know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So the the mac and cheese can be uh, certainly be an entree. I also like buffalo chicken mac and cheese, which they have at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. They have it other places, too.
1: Yeah, I can't say I've ever had
0: buffalo mac and cheese. You know, do, do you get chicken in it? Yeah, yeah. They don't just put that buffalo. They yeah. just don't put buffalo sauce, like, in the cheese. They put chunks of chicken in there, and it's really good. That sounds good. Yeah. They also do barbecue chicken mac and cheese.
1: That doesn't sound as good. No. To me, Buffalo They're goes like better conflicting with mac. flavors. Yeah, which like cheese it's like almost yeah, yeah. They're like if you're
0: it- using a sweet barbecue sauce, then like, you know, you're kind of getting out of the tanginess of the cheese and it's kind of like conflicting. It depends on the Buffalo chicken, but Buffalo Wild Wings, like I when I do buffalo mac and cheese I get the buffalo dry rub chicken, and then they put that in there, and like just so they use this like buffalo like powder of spices, and then that gets into the cheese, and it makes it way better. It's really good instead of like the wet sauce. Yeah, now I'm fucking hungry. Yeah, I know. Let's end this podcast. I'm yeah, go I, I'm. Um, I think I'm gonna get CJs for dinner tonight because those so, look delicious. Yeah,
1: Do you know what kind you're thinking?
0: Their original sauce is pretty good. I don't. I have no idea what their menu looks like. I'll have to check it out. Oh, Texas toast is a huge side all the time at a lot of places. Ooh. Texas toast is in the amazing. South.
1: That's that. Yeah. You don't see
0: that in Illinois. No, you don't. Hardly. Texas toast, except raising canes. That they place is that, amazing. But that, I
1: think that's like, like Zaxby's started in the south. Maybe
0: Kansas City. I think it did. I don't know.
1: Doesn't
0: we got ra- to see if there's a Raising Cane's like near us to where it'd be closer than back at home. Like the nearest one is what? Naperville? Yeah. Yeah. That was a far drive, but it was worth it. Cause that chicken was great.
1: Texas, Texas toast is, is phenomenal.
0: Yeah. And Texas toast always comes like with a lot of stuff. Like sometimes like you don't even see it when you're ordering food, but it's just like included. It's always so like, just so refreshing too,
1: because you're expecting to like eat the fries or whatever yeah. else is on your plate and you take a bite of the texas toast and you find yourself just eating that before everything else.
0: Well, yeah, and just a regular toast at breakfast. Like you, you do could a lot with that. You, you like you could you could have just like eaten a gigantic omelet or a skillet or something like that. Like at the end, you realize you haven't touched your toast. Like, there's always room for that toast at the end. Just regular buttered toast is good.
1: I made the mistake this most recent time we got breakfast food. I didn't use my toast because I'm one of the people, actually, if I eat the rest of my food and my toast is there, I usually don't touch it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm proactive, I'll, like, make a sandwich with the toast Ooh. and stuff like that. Very versatile. You put jelly on it.
0: do and you make sausage patty sandwich if you get the sausage yeah, that's what I'm instead of that's, the links. That's, yeah, that's what I was saying.
1: You, you could do a lot yeah
0: hash browns are a great side breakfast side
1: hash browns are a very good side that's that's my favorite breakfast yeah. side definitely although <laughs> breakfast is so weird because everything's a side you're having you're having a Basically, sampler plate that's yeah, what you're doing
0: cuz i mean eggs aren't really a side Unless i think like I, i'm thinking like the only like breakfast like item it, that's, like, an actual, like, entree is, like, eggs because, like, sausage and bacon are all sides. I mean, They're like, sides. Steak you get like and a, eggs is, like... Unless you get, like, a breakfast sandwich, like... Breakfast a whole different ball game. It is. It's, whole an, different o- ball it's game. An, an odd creature. Pancakes are, like, the dessert. Sometimes pancakes are a side, too. Back in, like, my my prime... The prime of my football playing and eating career, I'd be getting a gigantic, like, omelet with pancakes as the side. <laughs> That disgusts (laughs) me, just thinking about that. But, like, pancakes can be a side.
1: (laughs) Well, Clint calls them breakfast dessert.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was like, that's not a fucking thing. No. (laughs) That's just
0: more breakfast food. Well, it's like a parfait, too. People have parfaits for breakfast. And it's like, you know, I mean, that's yogurt and and fruit and nuts. And it's just like that. That doesn't interest me. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're good. Yeah. But it's like breakfast dessert. See, oh, oranges are, like, sides at breakfast? Yeah. Uh, breakfast is just... We could have a whole podcast on breakfast sides, because a lot of breakfast is sides.
1: We could just... We're, we're just not even... We're just
0: talking about food at this point. Yeah. So... We were getting that, in and out. That, that wraps like appetizers, it Appetizers, I mean, like, mozzarella sticks are good. Potato skins and...
1: Mozzarella sticks are an appetizer. They're, yeah, some places they're let you sides. get them as a side. They're, they're way
0: too filling. No.
1: You can't have... You, you can, but you're not really supposed to have. But six if, you sticks. Like, you have like yeah, if you were having it's like, yeah,
0: if you were having like Italian food for, like, like Olive Garden, like you can get the breadsticks or you can get like cheese sticks as a side.
1: Well, that's what I love about side salad. That's too. what we're gonna keep going. But that's what I love about Italian food is there's no real sides. It's kind of you just get just all the
0: shit of, on just there. Just a lot of carbs. Yeah, so <laughs> good. A hell, a lot of carbs. <laughs>
1: I'm getting hungry. Yeah, this really is hungry. not good.
0: We're we're hungry. It's dinner time now. We're recording this podcast late. It's Sunday. You guys are gonna hear this podcast in less than twenty four hours. Got some editing work to do after this. We got
1: Westworld tonight. Right. Episode Infinity two, Infinity War again this week? Yeah. What fucking movie is this week to begin with? I don't
0: probably... I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I don't. Because guess what? Because
1: all my energy was going into... I might
0: just not see it, whatever it is, unless it's like something I... I might.
1: May 4th. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. There doesn't seem to be anything huge. Uh, Until Deadpool, there's kind of... I think Avengers intentionally placed it here because there wasn't going to be a lot of competition. There's a lull,
0: yeah. So anyway, we'll figure it out. Yeah, you guys will just have to come back and listen. Whatever we'll do, we'll figure out a show. Yeah. All right, do you have any last words before I sign off here?
1: If you have not seen Infinity War because you... Just haven't seen enough Marvel movies. I implore you to, if you have the time, put the time in to either watch the Marvel movies or listen to our last episode so we can catch you up. Because this movie needs to be seen on the big screen. You will not get the same impact of seeing it at home. It'd still right. be great at home, and I'm still you'd sure. I'm sure you'd still love it, but the the action sequences in this movie and even the size of Thanos just the, the 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 gravitas of his character and how large he is you need to see it on the big screen and, so I, i'm just to, telling you to get out to the theater and see this movie
0: yeah and we just reviewed that movie and talked about everything that was great about it and we denied i won't accept the well You know they didn't develop all the Avengers. Yes, they did. You just didn't see the movie. So please listen to our last episode. I won't accept the uh, the you know screen jumping between characters and not giving enough time to certain characters as as a as a valid criticism. But when if you see this movie, if you haven't already, please be aware where you're having a conversation about it. If you want to discuss this movie, be careful if you're in the theater, if you're walking out the lobby of the theater, be careful of spoilers. Mike and I just did the show, and we didn't give any spoilers away. I would have been devastated if I knew anything about this movie before I saw it. So would have anybody else. I know it's already been out for a few days, and you want to assume that everybody's seen it. Don't assume that everybody's seen it. Be careful if you have this discussion. If you want to have a discussion, say, have you seen this movie yet? And then continue to discuss depending on their answer. Don't spoil this movie. It's such a huge, incredible, plot-twisting, beautiful movie. And, and if you spoil it for anybody, that's not fair. So be careful when you have conversation about this movie. Yeah, it's great. Don't spoil Don't spoil it for anybody. All right, but that wraps it up for today. Uh, we appreciate you listening every week. It's great to, to get the support that we did on last week's episode, but we can continue to get that. If you want to listen to a recap of all 18 Marvel movies before Infinity War, please listen to last week's episode. And if you have already seen Infinity War, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, but you can check us out on all of our social media websites. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can listen to our shows there. You can also comment. You can leave reviews. Please leave us five-star reviews. Leave us perfect reviews. Comment on those pages. Let us know why you like this show. Let us know if you liked any of the topics that we talked about today, whether it be the news topics, Infinity War. Please leave spoilers out of our Infinity War comments. And uh, breakfast sides. No, not just breakfast sides. Just all sides and appetizers in general. Let us know what you thought about those. But until next time, we love you guys, and thank you for listening. What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us.